0: Hello and welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, how is everyone doing this evening? I'll tell you what, I came in here with a lot of energy because I got called out by Mr. Cardillo, not with us this week, got called out last week. So I'm bringing the energy, the emotion, the pops, the punches. Um, we're coming off a big weekend in sports first two rounds of March Madness. We had the World Baseball Classic. We had NBA, basketball. We had NHL. We had NASCAR. We had golf. We had it all. Um, I mean, I think it's fair to say we all got kind of lit up on the books this weekend. Um, communication and group chats went downhill. Thursday, lots of excitement. And I think the losses started piling up for some people. <laughs> John, um by sunday i think everyone was dead but how was everyone's weekend tell me about it run me through it
1: i just want to say i had a positive weekend of gambling uh it was it was buoyed by a very large wager on penn state that was in retrospect ill-advised but it did hit tcu backdoor cover i it was also buoyed by uh a little christopher bell to root to win Group C, I don't even know how the groups work in NASCAR, but I sprinkled on that. That was a nice little addition. um Overall, great first weekend. I just barely had my head above the water. I'm not acting like I uh, had like a, you know my best betting week ever, but you just you, it's all about perspective, you know. And when some of the boys are getting banged up, you just got to appreciate
2: just staying alive. You know, if this was my first March Madness um, or my first time losing anything, it would have hurt a lot more. Uh, we've been there before, you know, I was actually thinking about this, I, I spent a lot of time my entire shower this morning, actually, uh, thinking about how I would address the calamity, you know, that took place over the week on my end, hopefully no one out there was tailing my bets, I don't know why you would have, you know, I don't know what's ever, you know, from a college basketball standpoint, like realistically, as much as I love the sport, easily my worst gambling sport, by far, not even close. Um, you know, we started okay, you know, Thursday, you know, we get in there, we get thrown into the mix, lose my first bet, had a terrible first four, but owned 2 on the first four. Uh, Thursday comes around, you know, West Virginia, Maryland was the first game, lose right off the rip. Uh Furman, the Furman UVA disaster, you know, lose that. So we're on four to start March Madness when you tie in the first four. Uh rest of the day was good. I think I was I ended up six and five Thursday. So first of all, volume. That's that's my thing is I'm volume. You know, if you follow me, I'm a volume shooter. Uh usually one wager or one unit bets, volume shooter. Decided uh March Madness rolls around I'm like shit, you know, we're gonna raise the units, we're but we're gonna t- continue volume. So now we're going to higher volume, higher units. Folks, if you're not hitting, the combination's not a fun one. You know, it's not. So, uh, you know, Friday, Thursday was positive. I was actually positive Thursday, Chad. Six and five was up a unit. Okay. The bracket was still alive. I had two brackets tied for second in my groups. Um, things were looking good. Friday comes around, slaughtered. Just got butchered by the board. Um, it started off hot. You know, Michigan State was good. Kennesaw State. The wheels on the bus didn't go round and round there for the last like seven minutes of the game. I don't know if Kennesaw put a shot in the uh, in the basket. I can't even think of what the basket is because they didn't even know what it was. Um, Xavier comes storming back. Now looks like one of the best teams in the field in the Sweet 16. Uh, but anyway, so I hit my first two. That Kennesaw covered live bet money line, had him an upset in the bracket. Should have been an omen for the rest of the day that, John, maybe the upsets aren't going to happen today if Kennesaw can't do it. And sure enough, they didn't, you know, um, unless you're Fairleigh Dickinson, you know, they went out there, balled out, beat Purdue, fuck Purdue. I think we were saying it all year. I think a lot of people who really watched Purdue in Big Ten understood that they were not. Except Dave.
0: Except Dave.
2: And I'm going to say this, like Purdue maybe has an argument, a legitimate argument for them to be the, the worst one seed ever in the NCAA tournament field. Forget the result. From a talent standpoint, they don't have any NBA talent on that team. Their guards are weak. Their guard play was poor. You know, they're relying on Zach Eady. And I think I said, one of us said, maybe multiple of us said, that wasn't going to work in this tournament. Um, So, but anyway, beside the point, Friday got But slot Not Saturday. playing.
0: Uh, that upset was not against um, the team you thought it would be.
2: No, no, and the team I thought that would upset them, Memphis, you know, they went out. May have gotten screwed against FAU. Doesn't matter. Shouldn't have been in the position to lose that game anyway. They do. Um, So that's really, you know, and then we get into Saturday. And uh, here, there's a couple learning moments, folks. You know, when you're down, there's no need to start throwing, you know, massive unit bets on like a Duke money line, for example, where really strictly a momentum bet. I, You know, I've seen, and honestly, I think I, Connor, so the images in my head are, Duke is a wagon right now, and Tennessee can't score, and they suck, and they lost their point guard. Good lord, they dominated them. I think from Tennessee took the lead in that Duke game in the second round, probably with three or four minutes left in the first half. Never gave it back. Dominated them the rest of the way. Played bully ball, bullied them out of the gym uh, Saturday afternoon. Then I have a couple parlays. You know, as it goes, we 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 just completely get out out of character as a gambler here. So big wager bet loss, then two big parlays. I don't do parlays. You guys know me. I'm not a parlay guy. I don't do that. Do them. Went two for three on both. I mean, they were, lost in the worst ways possible, guys. Missouri loses. To, I'm, I'm doing a recap of the weekend at the same time as I'm, I'm going through my, my agony. But, uh, I mean, Princeton beats Missouri. What the fuck? You know How does that happen? How are we so unprepared, Missouri? The rest of the SEC goes out Saturday. Saturday. Every team wins. They're all through to the Sweet 16. Missouri lays an egg. Uh, excuse me other than auburn who blew a 10 point halftime lead and then didn't cover to be the only one that missed in another parlay i mean fuck so i hit four out of six in the parlays but i hit i missed one in each so they both lose um and uh yeah sunday i mean at that point i was like felt like i was being wheeled around in just a body cast in a wheelchair out there trying to watch these games trying to enjoy the last last bit of the you know the opening round weekend and um never had a chance never gave myself really an opportunity on sunday to enjoy it but it's been crazy it's been madness for sure um what's your you know outside of that i recapped it a handful of games over the course of that spiel um but I, I you know i go into this next weekend i'm walking on eggshells already like i already don't know anything i, I don't even know what to believe anymore what are you guys i thoughts? um
1: i felt really bad about duke going into that game Just every time there's been a team that seems like everybody loves them this tournament, they just lose. So felt bad about basically everyone I knew was on them. Uh, Major red flag. Sad to see them go out. Um,
2: One thing, and I hate to cut you off, um, Mitchell just doesn't play. I'm sitting there at the bar there's no volume I'm not sitting there stand there i see no volume i see them zoom in on mitchell on duke's bench in, in warm-up gear i'm like did we know this was he supposed to be out no completely unknown to the public it's like that bullshit only happens in college sports and that's what makes gambling on it even harder what the fuck? you know go ahead connor i cut you off no it's all good
1: i I uh, entirely agree. He would have been a, a massive addition for him. Uh, I will. I don't agree with it, but shout-out Tennessee. I mean, they came out, literally punched Duke in the mouth, like, first play. Just out-physicaled them. I still think they're not great, and I'll be fading them the rest of the tournament. I already have bet against them this week, but,
3: yeah, they I just mean- beat the
1: shit out of Duke, so... And Baby. also, number 13, I forget his name, had easily the game of his life, dropping 25, he was center just pulling from three. Um, so, yeah, that's about all I have to say about Duke. Uh, yeah, I want to shout out yeah. Creighton, though. I think Creighton's been the most imp- – them and UConn have probably been the two most impressive UConn. teams in tournament. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, and I, I also want to – I'm really impressed by the way Houston played that second half against Auburn. Thought they were about to be out. Uh, Seemed like all their guys were in foul trouble or injured, and then they just went on an absolute just yeah. murderer's row in that it,
2: second half. Played Samson ball, dude. That was, that was probably the best half any team has played in the entire tournament was Houston's second half against Auburn. Just beat the shit out of them because they won that. They were down by 10 at halftime. They win that game by 17. So you're telling me they outscored them by 27 points. I saw they did 50 to 23 in the second half. That's an, that's unbelievable. That's fantastic. Sasser looks fine. I think that, you know, Samson's been playing this mind game, you know, in, in his interviews saying how this team's not actually a first, uh, a, a one seed team. He was like after the first game that they barely won, uh, not barely won. They It felt like they squeaked it out against uh, whoever the 15 was, Northern Kentucky. And uh, he's like, yeah, you know, the team you saw out there, that's not a one seed, you know, without these guys. Marks got hurt. He got banged up too, but that team's solid. Next man up, doesn't matter. Sasser, obviously, and Mark's are fantastic. So hopefully they're in there. They are winning my one bracket that's alive. Shout out to Penn yeah. State. You know, Dave's not with us, but uh, Penn State battled hard against Texas. They fought. They covered the spread in that game. And uh, good season for those boys. Good season for Pickett to go out on. Texas is a very good club. I know uh, Chad's a big fan of Texas. I'll tell you what,
1: I was watching that game with Dave. Penn State had two open threes. I think they were down two at the time, maybe down three. And Funk and uh, number two, I forget his name, but neither of them could get him to fall. And then, you know, Texas just outlasted them. But shout out Penn State getting an insane backdoor cover that game with a four-point play. They played tough. I mean, you got to be proud of the of the Nittany Lions. Texas is turning it on at the right time. It seems like they're finally shooting the ball well. I mean, D'Su goes for like twenty eight points in that game. He's been Unbelievable incredible performance. Lately. Yeah,
2: he's been incredible lately. He he's he's been great. Um.
1: um
0: okay, my turn. Um, <laughs> that was so rude of me. I'm sorry, John. Uh, I was completely wrong about Arizona. Apparently they stink. Um, so that was one
1: of the teams I was very cocky about. Or Princeton is uh, just a wagon. We don't know yet.
0: Princeton might be a wagon. Um, listen, Penn State did put up a fight against Texas. Um, I I thought that game wasn't going to be close. So props to Penn State. Um, I think Texas is, is in a good spot. Um, now, the team that I do want to bring up, Kansas State. Kansas State's a good ball club, folks. Um, they're not UConn good, but they're they're a solid ball club. I like where my final four stands right now. Um, so just to recap for the folks at home, um, all four of us have three of four final four teams left. Um, John has – I'm sorry, this is bad. Okay, so John had Bama, Memphis, Houston, Gonzaga. Memphis out. Um, Connor had Bama, Duke, Houston, Yukon. Duke out. Who is this? This is Chad had Arizona, Kansas state, Texas, Yukon. Arizona's out. And then Cardillo had Bama, Duke, Houston, Gonzaga. Uh, Duke is out there.
1: I feel like everyone, I, I forget what region that is. The East, maybe that region is just a mess. The one with Purdue and Duke and Marquette Marquette. I'll tell you what, FAU's use a fun team, if they can get past uh Tennessee this week, I I'll be that'll be a fun Elite Eight game with them and uh the winner of K State and uh Michigan State. Craig, Michigan State. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be a fun little game. But yeah, I feel all right about my bracket. I still have my Two finalists in the tournament, Houston and Bama. I believe John does as well. Duke Hurt, obviously, but um yeah, I feel like I'm in a decent spot. We just I gotta uh, get I gotta get some things to go right. And, and yeah, that's about it.
2: I'll add uh Chad since you didn't mention him. I don't know if you even know his name. Uh Kansas State Marquise Knoll has been one of the best players in the tournament so far. Uh dropped twenty seven Kentucky. Um, Keontae Johnson's the other All American at Kansas State. They got two guys, you know, I was low on them. Chad, you were high on them. Props to you. I cannot believe, honestly, Kentucky lost that game. Um, they were winning pretty much the entire time, never by like a large margin, but I mean, Kansas State outlasted them. That's a great way to put it. The Big East has proved me wrong. Um, with UConn, Marquette proved me right, you know, laid an egg against Michigan State. Uh, but UConn, Xavier, and Creighton, Creighton was the one team I was high on. They have proved me right. Uh, Big East has been good. Miami has been who I thought they were all year. I don't know why I picked them to lose in round one; just idiotic. You know why would I abandon them? They're in the Sweet 16 again. They got a lot of experience. Indiana, Indiana never wins in March. I don't know the last time Indiana made a run of any kind. Purdue, same thing. That's just the Big Ten. They took a lot of took a lot of losses this weekend. Other than your your steady as ever, Tom Izzo finds himself in another Sweet 16. Um, I believe you just. just I- so to be fair about Miami,
1: Drake totally blew that game. I mean, oh, they 100%. gave that one away. Yeah. But
2: Isaiah Wong, he's a he's a he's a ball player in March. He's a good player. Um Michigan State, you know, they're they're finding themselves quietly into this sweet 16. I think the quietest entrance they've had. Uh, they've just gone out. They've taken care of business. They've look like they're playing the best basketball ever. Uh, not ever. This year. Tom Izzo has the most uh appearances ever i think as a six or seven seed or higher now in ncaa tournament history just passed jim Beheim. people forget he hit a guy with his car on the highway um so izzo and uh that's a great game michigan state kansas state i mean (laughs) i know we're gonna get into it all soon but uh it's been good basketball none of the blue buds folks it's a it's a lot it's a good mixed bag of squads this year you know Good conferences are represented. I think conferences that perform some of the best, like the Big East, you know, good for them get three teams this team, you know. Um, the Mountain West was who they thought they were. Other than the San Diego State, that was the one exemption I, I wanted to make there. They've had a very easy path so far. They've played a 12 and a 13, but Mountain West looked like dog water in the first round, as we thought. Gonzaga, Quiet. If, the, if, if if Michigan State is quiet, Gonzaga is silent. Like you don't even, you know they they played the late games. They had, uh, you know they they took care of TCU. The, the biggest news out of Gonzaga so far is the fact TCU covered on a last second three that didn't matter in the most recent. Yeah, time. dude, Drew Timmy
1: was unstoppable in that game. I think he finished with twenty eight. They have. They quietly had the number one offense in the country yeah. by, like, a, a wide margin. Had no idea about that going into the tournament. But they have Timmy Strother's a stud. Mm-hmm. Um, That transfer, Johnson, I believe is his last name, also a stud.
2: Rasir Bolton's good. They're
1: solid. They're really solid Surprise. across the board. And I feel like this is the first year Gonzaga hasn't had championship expectations in a while. And maybe that's
2: playing to their advantage right now tournament timmy baby you know what's crazy they also have uh they have malachi smith on their roster i, I don't know what amount of mint he's only getting that, 20 minutes a game that's what i was coach. talking about not johnson yeah number 13 yeah, from he, chattanooga yeah yeah he, i mean yeah. he was a stud at chattanooga like he was the guy at chattanooga Averaged 20 a game last year was you know took him into the tournament they were supposed to maybe make some noise and then gamecocks hired their coach and won 10 games this year um <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, he's he only averaging 20 twenty a game at Gonzaga. He only started one game all year. To have that coming off the bench is powerful. Um, great player, good sixth man. Yeah, Gonzaga's – I mean, Gonzaga, UCLA is maybe the most exciting. Uh, oh, by far. Game. Um, Every I time, time they play, it too, is, uh, is a good one. Before we do move to that, i just comment one more time on Creighton. You know, we mentioned I, I. You know, Houston had the most impressive half. Creighton might have the most impressive game. They dominated Baylor, start to finish. That's a good Baylor team, one that's been in the tournament, won a recent national championship, and Creighton wire to wire had them almost feel like they were up by ten at least the entire game. Um, so Creighton's Creighton's incredibly dangerous if they get Bama in the Elite Eight. That could be an upset.
0: All right. Let's uh, get to the Sweet 16. We'll run through, give our sides to every game, and then if there are any bets you want to add in, feel free to do so. We're going to start at 6:30 p.m. on Thursday night. Boys are going to be getting done with work. We're going to be settling in for the night. Long night ahead of us. Um, and we have Kansas State, Michigan State. Uh, the line is minus two. Uh, Michigan State minus two right now. Over/under set at 137 and a half. Um, I will be on Kansas State plus two Kansas State money line. They are just – they are the better team. Um, this is a a, a brand-favored line here. So I'm all over Kansas State.
2: And, Connor, you know, I'm sure you've seen this moved. Uh, it opened, I believe, Kansas State was minus one. It's moved to Michigan State minus two. Um I, Chad, am with you. I think I lean Kansas State because this is the last Big Ten team. I was low on the Big Ten. Michigan State lost uh, 12 games for a reason this year. I think they lose 13 against Kansas State.
1: I uh, have already bet Michigan State in this game. We'll fade Kansas State until they either win the national championship or I win a bet, so – That's all. This is is,
2: this is your TCU from football season. Kansas State is your TCU in football is your Kansas State in basketball is what you're telling me. Yes, which worked out um, if you only were to bet the national championship game in that scenario,
0: Um, or the Big 12 championship game,
2: or the or the Big 12 championship game against against your Kansas Kansas State State Wildcats.
0: We're coming who full Chad, circle
2: here. Who Chad, who Chad might have smartly referenced, you know, part of the reason Chad loves Kansas State's basketball team so much is because the football team won the big twelve. However, that works. But yeah,
0: there's a connection. They um Okay. Game number two, seven fifteen Eastern. So we're gonna have this on um, you know as the second half gets going for our first game, but we have UConn and Arkansas. This is, this is a top three game of the, of the sweet 16. I really like this matchup. Um, Arkansas did what Arkansas was going to do against Kansas. Um, I knew that was going to happen. Easiest bet of all time. I'm way too cocky to say that, but whatever. Um, I'm going to go UConn minus three and a half. I think they're, Playing the best basketball in the country right now, um, and I think they keep it
1: rolling. I I also bet UConn already. Uh, I I think they are a legitimate threat to win the whole thing this year. Believe it.
2: Oops. I uh yeah, Connecticut's been a team that I. I haven't been high on, and it's really for no other reason other than I just do not like Dan Hurley. I do not think he's going to be a good big game coach. I don't think this is his moment. Um, I'm a, And I'm going to contradict myself. You know, I just said uh, you know, Michigan State lost 12 games for a reason. Arkansas lost 13 games in the regular season, but I think the SEC is much stronger. Arkansas battled more significant injuries over the course of the year, and Arkansas was ranked 10th preseason. There's a ton of talent. There is some tournament experience, recent deep tournament experience, um i think this is the the wheels fall off game for yukon arkansas similarly has a small spread that's ticked a little bit their way despite the public being all over yukon like it was on kansas give me arkansas to win
1: okay i will say i i, I think it's a tough match for arkansas they don't really shoot threes yukon great perimeter defense sunogo has been playing out of his mind so far this tournament. Um I yeah I I regret not betting UConn the first two rounds and I'm hoping that I'm not getting in at the wrong time but I, I
2: like them to cover and advance. I am I'm just so high on Devontae Davis um and you know some of these guys that I can know know can go out and get a bucket for Arkansas on, the, on you know even if they're not shooting threes you know there's guards that can take over the game and that comes back to trying do you want to rely on Sunogo? that's it's a big man you know best player. Versus Arkansas's good guards, so should be a good game, though really good game, honestly. All right, let's move on to the first night
0: cap, 9 p.m. Uh, uh, I'll be good and tired at this point, but I'll be I'll, I'll be awake um, doing my thing. Um, we have Tennessee, FAU. Tennessee's a five and a half point favorite. I think I'm just this is a sucker play, but I'm I think I'm suckered into FAU. I uh, I think all three of us don't love Tennessee. So that certainly pay, plays a part, but uh, I think FAU can win this game.
2: Um, you know, that this is tough. This is one where it's another team. Tennessee, I, I haven't been high on. You know, they squeaked by Louisiana. They go out. They make a mockery of myself in the Duke game. I like FAU to cover plus five. I don't know who wins. I don't know who wins. I also bet FAU already.
1: Like I said, I think they're dangerous. Uh, their coach's name is Dusty May, for crying out loud. I mean, that that's just a winner. Great name. Sounds like a, a stage name, honestly. But uh, Dusty May leading the boy. We had uh, Janelle, I believe his last name is Davis, was the first player to have 25. 10, 5, five. and 5. Yeah. Uh, which was yeah. pretty pretty insane. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Tennessee's not fairly Dickinson. Um, no. They got a lot of length, a lot of physicality. Not sure how is going to match up with it, but I will gladly take the owls with the points.
2: It's another situation, though, John L. Davis, another guard he can go out and make a play happen, go get you a bucket, go get someone else a bucket. Um, Tennessee was so reliant on some really – Really impressive performance by. Um, I, I can't pronounce his name, Connor. I know you gave it a whirl. You try, you referenced him earlier. Um, Oliver Hamahau, I don't know how to say this guy's name. He's a six, nine forward, a senior from Finland. Um, averaged 11 this year, and, and I mean 75% from 327 points against Duke. That won't happen again. Uh, and outside of that, I mean, when Vescovi wasn't hitting his threes, he only had 14 points. Tennessee was not scoring so. That's Get that – what's
1: his name? Plavic, Placich. Fuck that, that, guy. that guy. Get him that out, guy out
2: there, dude. That guy plays basketball like Tyson Fury, man. He should not be on a court.
0: Yeah, He's not playing basketball
2: Fucking scumbag, dude. He is such a big load underneath, too. Uh, if you're listening out there, man, I don't know what you're doing. Placich. All right. Yeah, I'm
0: yeah. the last game.
1: Of- I, I, I just – last thing on Tennessee, I'm still expecting Rick Barnes to – to rick barnes at some point oh yeah i don't care if they made the sweet 16 not a good tournament coach
2: let's get him out of there i think it's going to be such a big that's another good point like a, you know a big emotional type of a victory for tennessee because if they get through here they play um who's who's next for them if they if they get through what's the other matchup in that region where michigan state kansas state like they're probably watching film on both Michigan State and Kansas State as they're getting ready for FAU. Because I mean, if they do win, they play 48 hours later. Um, I think they're not going to. I. You know, this could be an overlooked situation for Ricky Barnes. He's no Dusty May. That's for sure. Yeah. And then your game of the slate chat introduces
0: game of the slate. The Bruins. And the Bulldogs, uh, UCLA, a two point favorite. I, I, you know, you guys went in on in Gonzaga on in depth earlier. And I agree. I, I just think Gonzaga is a really g- gosh darn good team. And I'm so excited for Gonzaga UConn in the elite eight. Um, so give me Gonzaga plus two. And then I'm also going to take them, uh, spread
1: or money line. One of the few games I have yet to bet on. Uh yeah, I don't I don't really have any lean. I feel like I'm a bit nervous that the public's gonna be all over Gonzaga. So if that's the case, I'll be taking UCLA, but definitely gonna be a wait and see game for me. And just probably just a blind fate of the public in this one. You know, it's the last game of the night, probably gonna have the most tickets on it. Exciting game. So really would like to see how that plays out before making a bet.
2: Yeah. Funny enough, looking at the action app, it has by far the least amount of bets placed on it at this point, maybe because it is the last game and their folks are focused on or they just don't know yet because it's it's such a toss-up in my brain. Um Public doesn't appear to be, you know, really leaning one way or another, about 53% of the bets on Gonzaga, 59% of money on UCLA. There is a little reverse line movement there for UCLA. And this is uh this is a potential uh, you know. They played each other two years ago in the final four, and I believe that's when um Suggs hit the the half-court buzzer beater three. It was 99, he was gonna go into overtime. And uh Suggs hits that three. Puts them into the championship and they go out and get pissed on by Baylor. Um so will UCLA have a little extra motivation. A lot of that team is still there. You know, a lot of critical pieces are still on that team that lost to Gonzaga. Gonzaga's pretty new other than tournament Timmy. Uh my bracket needs Gonzaga. And for that reason, I I just might go ahead and bet on, on UCLA. I don't have a lean right here. I think that the over is a good look, though. I think that over 145 and a half is your play in this game.
1: They also had that game way back when Adam Morrison cried on the court. Yeah, when there's Ryan
2: a lot of like tournament. Free throws. A lot of tournament history uh between these two clubs. I don't, I I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna go ahead and give you a play. I kind of lean the over. My I, for my bracket's sake, I'm gonna go ahead and say on the record, I, I'm going with Gonzaga. I don't know what my bet will be yet. Matt Marzula, shout out to him, friend of the show. He, uh, he has UCLA to win his championship. He won't stop talking about it. He's high on the Bruins. High on the Bruins. Okay. No so celebrity pick for, for Marzulla here. I volunteered for him.
0: Thank you. Hope all is well, Matt. Miss you. Um, Let's move to Friday. We have UA, UAB Vandy. Wait. <laughs> that is oh, the long uh, day. national.
2: That is that's the national invitational tournament right there, Chad.
0: Okay. My apologies. I threw us off there. Um, let's go to Friday, March twenty fourth. Okay, no, go back to it. What's the spread? Give me the spread. What's the spread? Uh, uh a little, a little you,
2: NIT talk to break up the Thursday, Friday slate of the Sweet 16.
0: UAB Vandy. UAB's twenty-seven and nine. Vandy is twenty-two and fourteen. Vandy is a one and a half point favorite. I think this is a Mr. Clemens play. Um,
2: so I'll sprinkle on Vandy. Vandy money line. Don't know when the game is, don't know what round of the NIT it is, but you know what is that jelly juice jelly? Who does they got on UAB over there? I don't know, but it's in Nashville. So Vandy Jelly Vandy Walker. Walker, Jelly Walker, Will he's a good Walker. player. He's a go get you a bucket player. But Vandy, um, he's been good, man. I wish they would have made the big dance over like I I can't even say over pit over Nevada. Maybe Nevada laid a fucking egg in the in the first floor. They shouldn't have been in there. Get Vandy yeah. a shot. All right, I, I wanna add add,
1: add something real quick on Gonzaga. Only team in the tournament left that's 0 and two against the spread. Take that for what it's worth.
0: Hmm. Intriguing. They, might be they are. Um the morning game on Friday, six thirty PM. We have San Diego State, Bama. Bama is a seven and a half point favorite. Um, <laughs> did,
2: you from say, a te- did you say the did you say the morning game?
0: Earlier tip-off, my apologies. It's 30 p.m. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be early for us. It's going to be a long night. Um, I will be siding with Bama, like, whether it's a bracket perspective. I think they win the game. The spread on this one is tough, though. Like, San Diego State's a good ball club. Um, Bama's the second-best ball club in the country, but it's a tough number. I'd probably side Bama spread that is no one say anything please leave it quiet
2: i was waiting for connor i was looking at connor Uh, dude
1: i don't think i'll be betting this game i also think that's so lame what the fuck it's called money management shed you should know that as an accountant um I, I don't see a scenario where bama loses this game and that quite frankly frightens me so i'm gonna uh i'm gonna stay away six and a half or seven and a half whatever it is
2: seems like a really good number here's a this is um this is a wily vet play this is in addition to that this is a fate of my own brain because i would think that i would love bama in this spot they've looked incredible san diego state you know they played a little 12 a little 13 a couple small schools whatever um they don't match up bad here um realistically but the biggest thing for me is i'm going to take san diego state plus seven and a half maybe not to win um san diego state's got one of the the most experienced rosters in the country this is a program that's been to the tournament plenty of times over the last 10 15 years you know, Bama, as talented as they are, they are they are a bit inexperienced still. They're a young squad. Their guy is a freshman. Their guy is a freshman that was involved in an active murder case, all right? Not that that's going to come into, you know, play on the court, but give me the team with some experience out there to cover seven and a half. Feels like a lot of points. Um, I don't think they win, but I think they cover. San Diego State plus seven. That dude, Matt Bradley, like their best scorer,
1: Shit brick house, dude. He is a tank. He like six five, got to be sitting two thirty. Just all muscle. So basically, me.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's in his like sixth year, fifth or sixth year now. He he's been around for a minute. Yeah. I,
1: I feel like the one thing about Bama though that arguably gives them upside. I don't think Miller's really had a great game either. I mean, he had zero points the first game, and I, I'm not sure what he finished with in the second game, but it, by no means have we seen peak Brandon Miller, so that's maybe maybe he's just waiting for his time.
2: Maybe he's distracted. Who knows? Getting called at the wrong time. It could happen. Right.
0: Our seven fifteen tip game, Houston, Miami. Houston is a six and a half point favorite. Um, this one's tough for me because I really want to go Houston, but like John mentioned earlier, John, and I we're both fans of Miami throughout the year. I don't know why I'm just, I got to get myself there. So I, Miami plus six and a half will be the play. I just have to mentally get there.
2: Connor, do you want to go? Or you want me to go? Yeah. Um, I
1: think Miami's run comes to an end here. Haven't bet the game yet, but I, I lean Houston. I think they're rolling. I think that second half is going to catapult them to a national title. They were my pick before the tournament. I'm sticking with them. I'll take the Houston Cougars. Cougars. Is that
2: a spread bet or are you just saying they're going to win?
1: I'm just saying they're going to win. I have not bet it yet. I do lean Houston similar to my – I mean, I I won't lie I got lucky on that Houston-Auburn game, but similar thought process here. I feel like everyone's going to be on Miami. Houston seems like the – Miami seems like the obvious play, and for that reason, I think I'm going to be on
2: Houston spread.
0: Connor, yeah, you I'm, just
1: reversed my decision. I will be on Houston now.
2: Thank you you didn't even let that. me pick, and you very already changing your pick. <laughs> yeah, I'm um,
0: changing
2: it. Not only are you changing it, you're pissing me off with how you're doing that because I'm going to be on <laughs> Houston. I think Houston, you know, I, I think Miami – that second half, I think, is going to be the difference. Houston's going to win this national championship. We're going to look at that second half against Auburn as, as the reason why. Not a good matchup for Miami. Um, the things that Miami does well, Houston does really well on defense. The things that that Miami doesn't do well on defense, Houston should be able to take advantage of, such as score inside inside the three point line, um, as well as nab a bunch of offensive rebounds. I like Houston to roll here. This is going to be. I think this is to be the worst game of the weekend. As as exciting as I want in my brain for it to be, I can see Houston winning by fifteen or more. Do you I also, want me
0: to change mine back?
2: No, I don't really care that much. The public yeah. is all over Miami right now. All over yeah. Miami.
1: Um, yeah, well, one, I feel like the, the public always likes Miami. Um, two, that Houston-Auburn game was kind of at a weird time where I don't know if many people actually saw that second half.
2: It, um, it, I, here's another thing, too, and, and this, this is just like what I watched, what I – a takeaway i had big one from the duke game but also from other acc games there's potential houston's just going to bully them and be so just out physical them the way that they play defense and there's the kelvin Sampson footprint uh, in this game i think is going to be prevalent i think that miami is going to be uncomfortable for much of the game
1: also i feel like uh miami did a lot of damage against indiana with uh that guy O'Meara, whatever had so many offensive rebounds. Don't see him getting that done against the Houston Bigs. He, he's a little undersized. Houston dominates the glass typically. Um, I yeah, I like Houston. I think Johnson up the perfectly. The, they take away everything that Miami does well. They're basically a better, bigger version of Miami, and uh, I think they 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 roll here.
2: Yeah, Miami drew a bad matchup here, but. Most teams would, would drop, probably say Houston's a bad matchup, I guess. Anyway, we move on.
0: All right, we're on to Creighton-Princeton. The least interest I have in a game. I Princeton plus 10. I'm going to fade you guys here out of principle.
1: I already bet Creighton, my first bet of the week. Uh, at some point, talent's just got to win out here, and I think this is the round.
2: Yeah, all over Creighton. Creighton by 20. I just said the last game might be the biggest blowout. I mean, this is an obvious one. Um, I think Princeton's just happy to be in the Sweet 16.
1: If if Princeton made the Elite Eight, would be that would that be the best run since St. George Peter's. Mason? St. Peter's last year. Did they make the Elite Eight? Pretty sure. Yeah, they did. You're right. Okay. So then we Princeton's got to get into the Final Four.
2: All right. I can't believe – I just can't believe the Ivy – I don't know if you guys knew this about the Ivy League. Every conference, I think, has their entire conference participate at the end of your tournament. The Ivy League is only the top four teams. So – and Princeton wasn't – Princeton was like the four seed, the three or the four seed, if I'm not mistaken in that. So – they barely snuck in, had even had an opportunity to get here. I think that, yeah, Cre- Creighton has looked another team I referenced Arkansas earlier. Creighton was, what were they? Top? They were, hold oh, on, I have it pulled up. Creighton opened the year. Arkansas was 10. Creighton was number nine in that that preseason poll. Um, you know, that doesn't mean shit usually, you know, from what, what you start with, but that means that they had the a top 10 team turns of talent. The expectations were there. They battled like Arkansas injuries throughout the year. I love Creighton, and like I said, man, get by Princeton. I think you could go ahead, go ahead, and uh, upset Bama potentially in that Elite Eight game. But we'll 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 worry about that when we need to. Yep.
0: The nightcap, Texas Xavier. Texas is a four-point favorite. I've been riding. I will continue to ride. Texas wins
1: big. Yeah, this is another game. I I could see the public absolutely smashing Texas. So I've not bet the game yet, but I I think there's a decent chance I'll be betting Xavier in this spot. I don't love it. I actually hate the play. I love Texas. Don't really see a scenario where they lose, and for that reason, I I just I think Xavier's going to be a live dog in this one.
2: Yeah, um, Connor, you're absolutely correct. The public is already pounding Texas, like 89 percent of everything is on them but the spread hasn't wavered i like xavier to upset him here i you know and i've been out on the i've been out on the, the big east i think i made a comment about sean miller in the kennesaw game to some friends where i uh you know doubted his abilities as a coach he's a great coach let's be honest he's a great coach great coach um, bad guy i think that's pretty bad, pretty
0: bad guy known. you know
2: yeah. bad guy for sure but uh I, I don't know in that Kennesaw game if it's so much was was Xavier not making adjustments or were they just not making shots until the final seven minutes when they made every shot, and uh, I'm starting to think that they just weren't making shots. They had a lot of open looks against Kennesaw. I remember I, like me and me and Nate were uh, sitting there were like, dude, they can't. They don't want to score. Nate and I. Score. But they had open looks. That's fantastic, Grammar Chad. You know, sometimes grammar puts me in a little spider web, um, but Xavier is. Xavier's good don't sleep on them everyone's on Texas I think this is a this is a Vegas this is a Las Vegas wins big game because everyone's gonna be on Texas so I'll take Xavier
1: Vegas has been fucking kicking ass and taking names no, this tournament
2: too this is this is a matchup with uh, two top 20 teams in terms of experience though I think Texas is obviously they went through the coaching turmoil earlier this year with Chris Beard another bad guy um I, I don't know. I just feel like they – like Marcus Carr, Dave referenced him. I don't trust him in the big spot with the ball in his hand. Um, Xavier is well-rounded. You know, they got a good team. Jack nungie's is a very fascinating player. Connor, what are your thoughts on him? Really, 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 really good college player. Really good college player. Yeah. But he's probably not fast enough or quick enough. He can shoot, he, though. He can, he can shoot from outside. Can he can shoot. shoot from- and he- he blocks shots. He, I could see him
1: carving out a little bit of a rotational? reserve ball for him. Yeah, um, and uh, I forget the uh, the other kid's name. Remantle. No number zero. He uh he's streaky as hell. But oh yeah, He chucks, though. Yeah, he,
2: he was the he, one. I felt like he scored every point for the last five minutes of the Kennesaw game. Like, I, yeah, I,
1: when he gets hot, he gets hot. And when he's cold, he's cold. But uh, also, and Ian Eagle with a great boom goes the dynamite call on one of his threes. You probably could hear
2: it. Nice. John. You know, when this team gets hot, Colby Jones, uh, I hate this motherfucker, Adam Kunkel, but, man, he can make a three-pointer when they need him to. And uh, it's a team to watch. They're very live against Texas. They're very, very live against Texas. Such conviction out of Chad, too, when he made that play on, on the Longhorns. Listen, it, it. Maybe
1: we'll have a side wager. Um, Listen, Chad doesn't try to sugarcoat that he's been emotionally betting all tournament. He's not gonna oh, stop now.
0: Oh yeah, I am an emotional. So, guy. yeah, he's I'm not trying sure to sit here and gym. act like
1: he knows. Yeah. It's
0: like you know my dating life. I meet someone once and I want to marry him the next day. I'm I'm emotional. Um, I really am. Um, um, let's update our title game and champion uh we don't need to do the full final four but just national
2: what i feel like this is uh the question i have for you is going to make more sense to to be answered before your question so i'm going to totally hijack it i'm going to hijack the opportunity
0: i already did that earlier so go ahead
2: quickly summarize thursday friday your your favorite play each day and the game you're most excited for in each of those days in the sweet Sixteen. And I'll give you a second. I'll give you a second. I can okay. uh I can go ahead first. My favorite play of the day is Arkansas plus uh three net. Fuck it. Arkansas money line. Um, that's my favorite play of the day. 715 slot on on Thursday. Game I'm most excited for. I, I know Gonzaga UCL will be taken from one of you. I'm kind of fascinated by Michigan State, Kansas State. I feel like this is two teams I haven't watched enough basketball this year, the two of them. Um, particularly Kansas State, so I uh, I want to hunker down. Six thirty, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be getting. Sh- hopefully, if you know if I make it on time, I'll be just getting home from the work trip here, and uh, throw that game on. So, for multiple reasons, that's one I'm most excited for.
0: My favorite play is my most most emotional play on on Thursday, and that is Kansas State money line against Michigan State. Um, the game I'm looking forward to the most is Gonzaga UCLA.
1: I think my favorite play of thursday is going to be florida atlantic plus five and a half wow um game i'm most excited for is definitely not that one because i hate watching tennessee play basketball um i'm gonna go connecticut arkansas i think it's gonna be a phenomenal game i like i said i think connecticut ends up winning by like five to ten but arkansas is scrappy as hell they got down against uh Kansas multiple times late, kept fighting. And if Davis is hitting the three ball like he was against Kansas, they're going to be tough to beat. So I think that's going to be a fun one.
2: I'd hate to see Musselman, you know, rip the shirt off and then lose the next game. I, I got to see them win this.
1: Yeah, that was a ridiculous celly. I I, um, I know he does that a lot, but
2: like, chill out, dude. Love how we all had different combos there. Very good spread of games. Man, and then we look at Friday. I don't even know which day I'm more excited for. My favorite play Friday is the Houston play. Mine is six and a half. I, again, I just think they have their way. And uh game I'm most excited for is, is going to be that Xavier, Texas spot. The late game.
1: I want to say I always find the fr- the Thursday games more enjoyable because it makes my week feel like it's Friday. Yeah. Uh, that's just something I want to throw out there. And you're a little tired by Friday because I'll am i be honest. I mean, I'm out Thursday Thursday through Sunday, both of these weekends, and it's it's an absolute grind. But Thursday game, something something about it. You know, you get through a long, long week of work, got those games. Uh, my favorite bet for Friday, I mean, I totally talked myself into this bet while we were on the show, but give me Houston minus seven, favorite bet. But uh, I got on-
2: six and a half. You've seen seven? You want to maintain consistency. Uh,
1: we can do six and a half. I've seen both.
2: Uh, on the program here.
1: Yeah. The uh the game that I'm most excited for. You know, I don't know if excited is the right word. I'm I'm intrigued by Creighton Princeton. I just want to see how they match up. Like I said earlier, I think it's gonna be a blowout, but I'm I'm very intrigued by that game overall. Oh Alabama, That's San really Diego true. State, I'm not really feeling San Diego you State plays a tough brand of ball.
2: Quick uh, stats and corrections segment. I am seeing seven on my book and I haven't locked it in yet. So I I don't want to lie now. Now it's on me. You know, if I'm lying to people, the action app says six and a half. I'm going to let it sit. Maybe six and a half will come back.
0: My sports app, I see six and a half as well.
2: There's folks, there's different numbers out there. Uh, You know, take a reminder to
1: always shop for the best lines.
2: Uh, True. You know, get Get a couple
1: books, get a
2: couple.
0: And if if you have a problem, please contact 1 800 Gambler.
1: Folks, I'm oh. in Indiana. Oh. Fire it up. Fire, it, Fire up. it up. Fire it up. Fire it up. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, that's always a nice feeling. Maybe they got some nice promos for you to get you back right.
2: Oh, dude.
1: <laughs> Shiver me timbers. Is it um, Thursday yet?
2: My favorite hey, play well is you can, If you
1: bet them two. now, as long as you get them in before the yeah. game, you can still touch the money. So. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. all I need.
2: Chad, favorite, back to your question. Favorite questions. play?
0: Wait, can I give my favorite play and my best bet from Friday or Saturday?
2: I, I did what you do to me a lot.
0: I do not do it that often. Please, I care about you. Um, favorite bet is Texas minus four. Most intriguing game, Texas savior. I'll keep it simple, short and sweet. And now we move on to our title picks. Um, so we're going to give the national championship game spot and then who wins that game.
2: Um, why not just give – I mean, why why not just say final four at this point?
0: John, you are right. We're going to go final four national title. Um, we're going to let John go first.
2: You put Clemens on the spot here. I did ask Connor to send the odds for uh, for like the, the regions and stuff, odds to make the final four earlier, because I wanted to do a little bit of research ahead of time. Um, out of the east region where we have Florida, Atlanta, Kansas State, Michigan State, and Tennessee – uh i'm gonna go with kansas state i uh you know these two all americans think they think they write them uh in the the midwest we have houston miami texas and xavier going houston here going chalk but i think that it's a houston xavier matchup to get to that point Uh, i like houston out of the midwest in the south bama creighton princeton san diego state uh I'm gonna stick with Bama. I think Creighton's gonna give him a really, really big challenge, assuming those two meet in the next round. And then in the West Region, uh, Arkansas, Connecticut, Gonzaga, UCLA. I stick with my bracket. And stick with Gonzaga here. This one's the most wide open to me. I have absolutely no idea. I wouldn't be able to prognosticate it. All right. Well, be, I'll be quick. I'll be quick. I'm gonna okay. go. I'm gonna go UConn.
1: I'm gonna go FAU. I'm going to take Bama, wow. and I'm going to take Houston.
2: Wow. FAU. Okay.
1: Top left. I believe that's in the Owls, ahead. man. I think they're a very good team. That's incredible. Yeah. Top left. And that's someone I had losing Bama. in the first round of my bracket, but I've Me come too. around. On yeah.
0: Bottom left, I have Kansas State. Top right, I have Texas. Bottom right, I have UConn. I have Texas playing Kansas State in the national title, Texas bringing down or putting up the banner.
1: I'm not kidding if Kansas State makes it they they'll be amongst the worst national champion title contender I've ever watched. But they I mean Noel makes it fun. Johnson's fun. So
2: we'll see. And they and they played in a damn good conference and they played well in it. They won, you know they, they're a good team Conrad I don't know if I agree with how much you think they're not a good team. I think I'm I think I'm think leaning Chad more than I'm leaning Connor with the Kansas State take. I feel like I'm in the middle, but I don't know because I, I haven't watched them enough. That's why I'm well, excited. Well, when they run up against that FAU buzzsaw in the Elite Eight, dude. That would be a fun game, Kansas State FAU. I actually would love to see that. Um, I was going to say something else because I can't stop talking, but uh, I forget. So maybe it'll come back to me. Oh, I, I didn't say my winner. I have Houston over Bama. I'm just sticking with my bracket, and to a little consistency. Houston over Bama as well. But and I will say this, you know, I had Memphis in the one region where I, I the only region I don't have a final four team left, which means my bracket still can maybe finish in the top three, which is all I want at this point. Um FAU beat my final four team Memphis. If FAU gets in the final four, I'm gonna chalk that up as a moral victory, honestly. It means Memphis lost to a quality opponent. I'm with you, dude. I also had Memphis. So. Our, so, I had
1: Duke, but I I had Memphis playing Duke in uh, this game. Yeah, I
2: don't want to think about Duke again for at least twelve months. Honestly, I I'm so sick over what happened. That was a like this. This is that was a, like I completely hate this program for like a I don't know how long it'll take me to get over how much I hate Duke right now. Actually,
1: quick uh, producers note here from Connor. Uh, we'd like to encourage creativity and we applaud any efforts to contribute an opinion on a matter, especially in sports. Uh, so Dave decided he wanted to record a uh, 20 minute or so little soliloquy on his thoughts, responding to our thoughts on this past weekend in March Madness. Uh, So you will find that at the end of the show, right before last call. Uh, With that being said,
3: enjoy the show. Live here. This is uh, Dave Cardillo coming in. Um, Got really jealous listening to the boys um, talk on the pod last night. Um, Couldn't make it, had the parents in town. Um, But anyways, it kind of inspired me to just do a quick little 10, 15 minutes here. Um, just because I just came off, you know, four days of God eyes and every game, watch some games start to finish. Um, just binge watching college basketball. One of the best weekends of the year, have a lot of thoughts. Um, don't know if this is going to go up, you know, we'll see I'm putting extra, extra work on Connors played here, but if it doesn't, no problem. If it does just, just hearing me ramble for a few minutes here, never, never done anything. solo like this before, so bear with me. Um, just going to do a quick recap of Thursday through Sunday. Just some thoughts on the games, right? Let's start on Thursday. Um, Not going to touch on every game, but let's hit some of the big ones. Um, First of all, Arizona laying a dud against Princeton. Didn't see that coming. Princeton was just coming off the Pac-12 tournament title. Um, They absolutely choked on the stretch of that game. I couldn't believe. It's like they just totally forgot how to play offense. We touched on... um, not a huge fan of Kirk Creese's game. He didn't play well. Azulus Tubelis is really their only threat on offense in that game. And, um, you know, we we see this with other teams. We'll hit on some more coming up here. Playing through the big man typically doesn't translate in March. And Tubelis is a great player, but just didn't work out. You really, really, really need guards to, to make a run in March. So that is a, a yearly reminder to myself that bet on guards in March. Um, Moving on on Thursday, Furman-Virginia, spectacular game, spectacular game. The Paladins um, get the huge win. He, Clark, who's been at Virginia forever, um, won a national championship with them. Uh, That tough way for his career to end. I mean, just got trapped. You know, there was like five seconds left, so he just tried to chuck it past half court, gets picked off. Furman hits the big three. That was a classic Classic Thursday, first day of March Madness game. Um, Great stuff for the Paladins. San Diego State-Charleston, super impressed with San Diego State. Didn't really have them, you know, wasn't too keen on them coming into the tournament. Honestly, didn't watch them a lot, but that is an old team, man. And they play, all those guys are tough, like physical dudes. They uh, they really kind of play that pack line defense where you're just not going to score in the paint against them. Um, So they just make it really tough on teams. Um, we'll get we'll touch on them when I just touch on these uh these coming up these games coming up here on Thursday, Friday. Um, what else stuck out on Thursday? Um, Arkansas over Illinois. That was Illinois just laid a complete dud. I was wrong on them. Um Maryland, Virginia was a West Virginia was a great, uh great way to start the tournament. That was a back and forth game. West Virginia jumped up on them early. Maryland just um stayed in the stayed in the fight and made some plays down the stretch there. Um, those are the highlights from Thursday for me. Good day of action overall. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Obviously just totally brushed by Penn state and I'm here. Um, just incredible weekend to be a Penn state fan that game against A&M. Um, man, that was fun. Andrew Funk hit went eight for 10 from three. He did not touch rim folks. He was absolutely spectacular. Jalen Pickett played all 40 minutes. Didn't turn the ball over when, uh, I think it was 18, seven and seven, just a, a another classic J. Pick game. So proud of them. Um, they really kind of got up an A. M. early, and just never, never even let them get back into that game. So um, everyone's talking about A. M. being underseed coming to the tournament, um, and, and Penn State put it on them as as uh, I think it was three and a half or four point dog. So shout out to Nittany Lions. that was awesome. Let's move forward to Friday here. Um, little more, little more action on Friday. So obviously the big one is. Purdue losing to Fairleigh Dickinson. Um, I think we touched on it last week. All thought Purdue was vulnerable, despite Chad saying that I was high in them coming into the tournament. That was not the case at all. Um, I've been saying for a little while here, they just don't have great guards, man. Um, Lawyer Malloy, I think his name is, and Braden Smith are two starting guards. Both fine players, but both freshmen, neither of them are were like elite recruits. I mean, they're good college players. They had solid years, but this team was really... The Zach Eady show. Um, Zach Eady's a good player. Like obviously seven four, he's a monster. But um, you need you can't just win alone with a guy with a big man in March. You know we just touched on it. You need guards. They just didn't have other guys who stepped up. And it's just crazy that um, you know kind of the oxymoron in this game. You know Fairleigh Dickinson. I think by average starting height of their of their lineup was the shortest team in Division One college basketball, and they're going up against. Um, a 7 4 center, Purdue, who traditionally always has seven-footers, just a crazy result there. Um, and you always see in these in these big upsets, um, you know these these higher higher-seeded teams, right? The ones and the twos, you know, more specifically the twos. But this is obviously the second one to drop. They just get tight, man. Once that game, once you start coming down in ten minutes, there, you know the the lower seed is making plays. They're playing really hard. And the the higher seeded teams just get tight, and that was a that's exactly what we saw in this game. Fairly Dickinson hit a big three, I think, with like a minute minute and a half left, and Purdue just just couldn't recover. So, shout out the Knights of FDU, what a win for them! Um, and shame on Purdue for embarrassing the Big Ten. Um, not a great weekend for the Big Ten as a whole. Moving on, let's see. Just scrolling through the games, um, UConn was super impressive. Um, Xavier Kennesaw, that was a a, a good game. Xavier hangs on was really impressed with them this weekend, but Kennesaw looked like a, a very, very live dog there. Um, for a while, they looked like a good 14 seed, um, Miami Drake. I have no idea how Drake lost that game. They absolutely fumbled that down the stretch. Couldn't make any shots and Miami just kept chipping away, chipping away. We're getting to the free throw line. Um, it really looked like Drake had that game in the bag and just, just totally fumbled those last five minutes. I think Miami went like a 15 to one run or something like that to close the game. So that was a crazy result. Um, let's see here. Kent state was a popular one. Everyone was picking Indiana was just too much in that one. Trace Jackson Davis was really good. Um, TCU, Arizona state. That was a great game. Arizona state really kind of was controlling that game and TCU hit the big, um, not quite a buzzer beater, but basically a buzzer beater. Um, Great win for them there. FAU Memphis, another really good game. The Owls <laughs> somehow win that game. Um that that was such a good game. Not gonna lie, I was out at the bar with Connor. Didn't have volume. We were both on different sides of that game. Back and forth finish. Really good game. Um, owls get the win. Um, what else happened? Iowa State laid a complete dud against Pitt, only scored 41. Creighton-NC State was a good game. Uh, Troquavion smith just was absolutely going off for for NC State, but Creighton pulled away late. Um, Those are kind of the highlights on Friday. Let's touch quickly on Saturday and Sunday. I'll just get the the Nittany lines out of the way. They had a three-point lead with under four minutes left in that game, Um, so it hurts, but, man, I'm proud of them staying in that game because Texas – was kind of controlling through most of the first half, through most of the second half as well. Then Penn State finally hit a couple threes, had the lead late, and um, ultimately they had a couple good looks at the end, like they really could have won this game. just didn't fall. That That's what happens when you live and die by the three, which is what Penn State was this year. Um, very proud of them, and Dylan DeSue was phenomenal for Texas, just death by mid-range. He was hitting like 10 12-foot floaters all night. He finished with 28 points. Um, Texas advances. Um, Bama cruised by Maryland, um, Houston, phenomenal second half. I think they're down seven or eight at halftime, just blew out Auburn in the second half and a basically a road game. Um, Cougars looked really good. Hopefully, Sasser and uh and Jamal Shedd are, are healthy going into next week. They looked healthy on Saturday. Arkansas, Kansas, what a game that was. Arkansas is a team I I was just wrong on coming out of this tournament. Um Honestly didn't watch him a lot throughout the year, but this is I think three straight sweet sixteens for them now. Muscleman, he's he's um not a huge fan. He's uh he is what he is, but man, he gets those guys playing hard and theme with all the SEC teams throughout the year, man, these are just kind of like in football men and maybe they're not getting necessarily all the top recruits in basketball, but just bigger, more physical than a lot of the matchups I saw this this past weekend. And um, they just took it to Kansas, man. Davis for Arkansas was spectacular. I think he had 20 or more than 20 in the second half. Um, that was a really good game. A lot of people were kind of circling that matchup with Kansas. Says, hey, watch out, Kansas. Lime is only three points. Razorbacks get it done in a really, really good game. Um, tough way for Kansas this season to end. They were uh, really good throughout the year. Just um, just didn't have it. Um, UCLA pretty much controlled that game in against game against Northwestern. Northwestern made it close um, at the end there for a minute. Shout out Boo Booey, a really good big-time player. Duke, Tennessee. So wrong here. And this is a reminder for next year. Please remind me. Tennessee, man. um, Old team. Another SEC team. We talked about that physicality earlier, the, the, the size and physicality. This was an older team just beating up on a group of really talented freshmen at Duke who had played really well, but Man, that was just a beatdown physically. Like Tennessee, I think as Connor said yesterday, literally punched them in the mouth, um, and and got it done. Man, like Duke just really couldn't couldn't hold up with them physically, and uh, Tennessee defensively was smothering. Um, Mitchell being out for Duke, I know the boys hit on that last night. That was a big deal, man, because they you know all the talk was, hey, when Duke has their starting five, which Mitchell was part of, they were nineteen and one, I believe, on the year. Um, he was just apparently got hurt in practice the the day before didn't play a guy that really could have used in that game because he was kind of their, their physical presence on the front line. Um, but man, very impressive from Tennessee, San Diego state blows by Furman and and Princeton keeps it alive against Missouri. That is one I did not watch a lot of, wasn't very interested in that game. I think it was on around the same time as as Penn state, Texas. So didn't watch a ton of that game but Princeton is a 15 going to the sweet 16. Back-to-back years we got a 15 advancing to the second weekend. Moving on here Sunday almost done. Um Michigan State, the last last big 10 team alive gets the win over Marquette. That is one I I had circled. Um like I said on last week's show previewing the tournament, Michigan State can just beat in a lot of ways, man. Tyson Walker, Akins, Hauser, Malik Hall, they got a lot of different ways they can go. If one guy's off, doesn't really matter. Um, they shot the ball pretty well and and pull off the 7-over-2 upset, um, even though that was, uh, I think it was only a two- or three-point line. But uh, Michigan State and, and some of that, you know, everyone says January, February, Izzo. Izzo knows how to. He's a March coach. So not surprised to see them advancing. Um, had that in the bracket, bet on them. Uh, good for the Spartans. Gonzaga TCU Um, TCU really felt like they were controlling that game for, for a lot of it. Um, And drew Timmy was just amazing in the second half. Just no answer for him. Um, It's amazing how efficient and productive he is. Uh, Just kind of an old school player, like not super athletic, but just knows how to beat guys in the post has every move. Um, Just a really great performance from drew Timmy Gonzaga. Good weekend overall. Um, they advance UConn beat up on St. Mary's. Um, uh, I think St. Mary's lost her second or third leading score in the first half. Wasn't really close after that. UConn incredibly impressive. The boys touched on that. Um, they are, they are a major threat here. I think coming into this next weekend, Creighton over Baylor, um, boys talked about that game. Nemhard for Creighton was really, really good. He had 30, um, Creighton was just impressive, man. They they I think we're up around double digits at halftime. Uh, Let's see, yeah, they're up ten at halftime and never really let Baylor make it too interesting. So, um, impressive win for them. Great weekend for the Big East overall. Um, Xavier took care of business against Pitt. Again, they jumped up on Pitt big in that first half. Never really let Pitt make it interesting. Um, Konkel was was splashing threes for them. Um, Jones was really good. Uh, They got that big man. I'm blanking on his name. Uh, That's going to bother me. That's all right, though. Um, Xavier was impressive. Good for them. Another big East team. Kansas State, Kentucky. That was a phenomenal game. Probably the best game of Sunday. Um, Noel was fantastic. I mean, that is a March guard. That is the March guard of March guards right there. Like that is what that is why people say guards win in March, because he really just took control of that game late was making play after play, whether it was, um, whether it was hitting deep threes or just setting up teammates for dunks. He was phenomenal. Um, Keontae Johnson did a huge shot late K state, man. Everyone's been doubting them all year. I think they were picked one of the last teams, in the big 12 just compete, uh, continue to, um, prove people wrong. They are alive going into next weekend, Miami, Indiana. Shame on me for picking Indiana here. Um, just, you know, honestly, similar to Purdue in some ways, their guards aren't great. Hood Shafino is a true freshman, made some plays this year, was still a little bit erratic. Um, besides him, they really don't have another guard who is a playmaker for them. This was pretty much the Trace Jackson Davis show. Trace Jackson Davis show all year. Um he played well again, as he always does. He's a phenomenal player, but Miami was too much. That's an old experienced team. Wong is spectacular. Um, they got it done. And um, they went to the lead A last year. So back again to the second weekend, they are alive. And then FAU over Fairleigh Dickinson, good win for the Owls. Um, Fairleigh Dickinson honestly stayed in this game, but um, FAU's got some punch, man. Not a team I watched this year. I mean, being out of the CUSA, um, just didn't get eyes on them, but they got some dudes that Davis dude really was hooping the other day. So um, good for the Owls. Let's just touch briefly, very briefly, on Thursday, Friday, just kind of some things I'm looking at here. Michigan State, Kansas State, that should be a great game. Um, I'm kind of surprised to see Michigan State favored, to be honest. Would probably lean K-State, even though I got Michigan State in my bracket, but um, don't have a great feel on that one. Arkansas-UConn, that is going to be a great game. We talked about how impressive Arkansas has been. UConn has been equally as impressive um, Two really UConn is a team. I think that can match up. You know, we talked about the sec having bigger, just more athletic physical dudes. UConn has those guys, man. Um Sunogo is f- spectacular. They're big guy. Um, he can bang with the Arkansas, Arkansas dudes down low. Um, i just love their, their guard game between Andre, Andre Jackson, Jr. Newton and um, blanket on the other kid's name. You can really shoot at shot. Well, this weekend, um, That's going to be a great game. Uh, I think the, the boys agreed there last night. FAU, Tennessee. Um, Tennessee is five and a half point favorites. I don't know about that. Um, the way FAU looked this this past weekend, I'm, I would probably just take those points with them. Tennessee's tough, man. Um, but they still struggle to score the ball. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, they're favored by five and a half. So um, Rick Barnes also, as Connor said last night, not a great March coach. So I don't know. I'm kind of circling the owls there. Gonzaga UCLA. That should be a great game as well. Um, not a great field there to be honest, familiar theme here. I, I need some time to think about these, but, um, two versus three, obviously both West coast teams. That should be really, really fun. Um, let's see Friday real quick, San Diego state Bama. I think San Diego State can hang with them. We talk about them being an old team and just their style of defense. If anyone can slow Bama down in the pace they want to play, I think it's San Diego State. I don't know if they got enough juice to actually win this game on the offensive end, but um, 7.5, I would probably lean the Aztecs with the points there. Miami-Houston, I wouldn't sleep on Miami here. Um, I know Houston again looks really, really good against Auburn in that second half, but Miami's been here, man. They've been here. They went to the Elite Eight last year. They got an old roster. I think they can hang around with Houston. I think Houston probably ultimately wins, but maybe taking Miami in the points there. Princeton Creighton. I don't know. I, like I said, I haven't didn't watch Princeton. You know, I saw Princeton beat Arizona. Didn't watch them against Missouri. Don't have a great feel on them. I have been super impressed with Creighton. They should, you know, take out Princeton, but we'll see. And then Xavier, Texas, that is a a great way to end the Sweet 16, 945 on Friday night. Um, Texas is rolling, man, but I was impressed with Xavier. I think ultimately Texas is going to be too much here. They just have their, their trio of guards between Marcus Carr, who I talked about not being a huge fan of, but but played pretty well against Penn State, Tyrese Hunter, uh, Serge Barry Rice. That is the best, I think, guard trio in the country. Um and they're big guys, man, like Timmy Allen, Dylan DeSue has played so well down the stretch. They can just they can just throw waves of dudes at you and um they're they're tough to stop. I think they're just a team hitting their stride at the right time of the year, you know, obviously beat Kansas in the Big 12 tournament. Um, you know, fought off a, a really pesky Penn State team. So I'll probably lean Texas there, but xavier has been impressive. Wouldn't shock me if if uh if they won, but I think uh I don't know. As the guy said last night, I think everyone's going to be in Texas. So maybe Xavier and the points to play there. That's it for the solo recap. Again, no clue if it's going to get posted, I had fun, just kind of jogging through the games. Um, what a weekend of college basketball. That really is one of the best weekends of the year. I already am feeling the withdrawal, you know, the week, this next weekend's good too, but obviously just not the same volume of games. Regardless, we have some really good matchups. I'm looking forward to watching them. And, um, yeah, happy, happy, uh, happy March Madness! Everyone, have a good one.
0: All right, Sorry. um, last call, get out of here.
1: Sure, I, I want to shout out Fairly Dickinson. Way to get Zach Eady and Co. out of the tournament. Um, and other than that, I just want to say I'm really looking forward to to drafting some fantasy baseball teams with the fellows on Sunday
2: i tell you what my last call was going in the direction of fantasy baseball i uh you know i used my second email address to get another one dollar a month subscription to the athletic folks good content twelve dollars for the year whatever um but i was just looking up spring training content fantasy baseball preparations guys i have a plan and it's something you know i've you know i'm taking a new angle this year in the draft i see some opportunities out there um you know i see some opportunities to maybe uh Learn from past mistakes. Construct a better roster this year. I'm excited. The other thing, um, this is, I just saw this. uh, Cam Newton uh, participating in Auburn's Pro Day on on March 21st, tomorrow. So Cam is uh, making a comeback tour, it looks like, potentially.
0: Cam is back. Cam to Miami.
2: Cam would be a good backup. Now, he looked terrible for the Pats. I don't know if he can throw the balls well anymore, but that could be exciting if if two were ever – Get concussed again? God, I hope that doesn't happen though.
0: Um, my last call you know, I had the time of my life on Saturday. Got to go see the Beam team beat the piss out of um the Wizards. I loved every second of it. We had Beam team. We had light the beam chance going in DC. Um, Did you really? Oh, yeah. The boys are down about 35 tonight, midway through the second quarter. But honestly, they've won so many games in a row, like they should just make it fair for everyone else, lose a game or two. Um, Outside of that, just looking forward to another solid weekend fantasy baseball draft, ready to draft better teams than both of you losers and uh, get after it.
2: Chad, who's your first pick going to be? Who do you want?
0: In the third round, I am locked in on Jez Chisholm.
2: Wow. You heard it here first, folks.
1: I would never divulge that type of insider information. I cannot and, you know, believe you just, said that on here. That just shows the uh the the difference Talkiness. in professionalism in, in the front office at in New Zealand and the front office of White Ricky. Just different levels of professionalism there.
2: I know, I'm honest. He could be completely kidding.
1: That's the thing. But maybe Chad's not, not like that. Chad's not like that anyways like uh that. good luck to everyone that's still in and fighting and betting the good fight uh with the sweet 16 and elite eight hopefully oh. your brackets are still alive and
2: uh <laughs> we'll, we'll see a, you
1: next week and see if we'll see if clemens is still around next week
2: maybe a critical uh the payout structure was never really formally announced you know you make a bracket pull on espn have absolutely no idea how to contact the group you know after everyone's entered um So if you're still listening to this, maybe we should tweet it. We'll do a first, second, third, uh, third place. We're going to give you, uh, you're gonna get 20 bucks, you know, so you at least cover your money back, your dues. Second place, I'm thinking 50 and first place gets the rest of the pot. So that should be around like 350 bucks, somewhere around there. 43 entries folks. And you, and you know what, I'm going to be coming, you know, I'm going to be coming to collect the money here soon. If you haven't paid up, uh, you know, I got a crowbar attached to my Venmo account. You'd be expecting a request if you haven't sent me money yet. If you're still listening, you know. Yeah,
1: Clemens might be using that money as a front.
2: I actually was <laughs> thinking about investing in some uh, you know, stocks are on sale these days, those bank stocks. I was thinking about throwing in the uh bracket pool uh bracket pool pot into like some uh some low performing bank stocks, see what happens in three weeks.
1: <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> I'll tell you uh, what i'm telling you what being the guy that collects the fantasy football dues every year i'm tempted to just just throw that money around and invest it in something so i feel it well, you know what we should we should raise fantasy baseball dues and
0: put in a portion of our dues to um, a stock a class of stocks and then at the end of the year we do well everyone gets paid out a little bit if you yeah, do bad, no everyone forgets about it because it's it
2: was nine so months simple. ago. <laughs> Why don't you just take the money that's extra and just invest it yourself on your own accord?
0: I'll let uh, this year's collector, Dave Cardillo, do that.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, it's we're, time getting for, we're getting
1: off the rails. Yeah, we got to mm-hmm. go. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. We, we love you.